0: Hey, yo, relax your mind, let your conscious be free, and get down to the sounds of EPMD.
1: Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Oh, wow. uh, this is Tyre Smith from EPMD. You got to chill. Letting you know Juan is on the right track, and he's going to do nothing but good from this
0: point on in. Oh,
2: man, All right. I
0: appreciate you. Got to that.
2: Chill. All right.
0: Welcome to episode 666 six, six of the Soundtrack to the Streets podcast. I am Juan going with me I have my man Rasul Basit, how you feeling? Hanging in, good day today. Yeah, so um off of Tough Lofts from the Cavs. Oh, <laughs> thought I wasn't those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but today we got a special guest, it's a guy I've been on a long time, um, a guy that I had no idea is this talented, and I worked next to him for a long time, so you never know who you with. That's the the moral of the story. For with us we got yeah. educator, author, playwright, actor, producer, <laughs> just whatever. We got my man Ronnie L. Holman. How you feeling today, sir?
2: good, Wan, what's going on with y'all, man? And by the way, I ain't, you know, I ain't know why I play volleyball either. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did play with,
0: That's where the girls at in Spandex shorts And all that Yeah you're right
1: I stay hanging out In the volleyball games In college
0: <laughs> Hey man well, You're fooling you, But, you're not. but um, you um we got a uh, Play coming up When we say I do Yes sir When we say I do mm-hmm. uh, What's the basis Of that play I know what it says On the title But what is that about
2: Man Um it's, it's about a real-life experience, man, about uh, a, a Christian marriage. That's number one. You know, um, of course, it has some. it's based, again, like I said, on some uh, real-life experiences. And I would say, you know, for myself, some real-life experiences for myself. So I had to put it down, put it on paper, and put it on stage, man. So it's just about uh, a married couple who has some struggles, some ups and downs. But it's coming from a different perspective. We used to seeing the fellas always mm. doing the females wrong. So mm. this one kind of the opposite of that. So Interesting. I <laughs> can't wait to see this. Yeah.
0: When is the play jumping off?
2: Uh, this Sunday. This Sunday, actually, uh, May 20th.
0: Okay.
2: Downtown at Tri-C Metro Campus um, Auditorium. So, yeah, for everybody that's listening, if you want to come, you know, get your tickets. Get your tickets as soon as possible. How can I get the tickets? Well, you can um, either go to my website, uh, Ronnie L. Holman.com, That's Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N dot um, com and click get tickets. It'll send you straight to the website and you can order your tickets that way. Or you can call the number, um, which is uh, 216-600-2395. And somebody will, uh, one of the team members will come straight to you to uh, deliver your tickets.
0: That's a real player right there, <laughs> <laughs> is it not? Like somebody gonna bring them to you. Somebody
2: bring them to you, man.
0: <laughs> whenever somebody give out a phone number, I always go to Mike Jones two eight one three three zero eight zero. Oh man, <laughs> no.
2: they don't know no about that one.
0: But so you're in the hot seat this mm-hmm. week of soundtrack to the streets, and whenever someone comes, we give them the ground rules of what. Being in a hot seat, me. Rasul, what is that about, man? It's
1: about telling us or giving us five tracks that basically will play out as um, a soundtrack to your life, you know what I mean? So, out of all the songs and the music you might have came up to, vibed out to, whatever, um, you want to narrow it down to five to basically describe the soundtrack to your life. And that's what we're here to do. We want to know what the soundtrack to Mr. Ronnie L. Holman's um, what's your five. Gotcha. Um, Someone that never met you,
0: and you had them a CD until that's kind of old. People still listen to CDs in car?
2: Man, I do. <laughs> I don't. You're old soul, though. So not many people do. Okay. But if we
0: play these tracks, that can give us the introductory lesson of who Ronnie is.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you think you ready for this? Man. I think uh, the people that's going to you know, listen and hear this, um, the ones that probably know me, they'll probably know and understand. But the people that don't know me, man, um, they're going to probably be like, man, what this cat go through? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've
0: had some sleepers on here, and we would be like, man, I've never heard that song. Yeah. Damn, that's a deep ass mm-hmm. song. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm done. You're know, like, do I give him a hug, or do I just, <laughs> like, don't look at him, it's yeah. awkward, like, you know what I'm saying? The last guess was a doo-wop guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, doo-wop. Doo-wop. So <laughs> <Well>, that's old <laughs> like, school. That's old school. And he graduated high school <laughs> with yeah. us, so we like, how do you even what listen is? to this kind of joint? Yeah. Oh, man. It was dope. But the story that he gave behind it, it made so much sense, like, his mom put him on to it, his right. mom has transitioned on, so that's a big part of his life.
2: Oh, Yeah. That's that's the real deal, man. And that's what these songs are gonna do for you. You know, I mean they're they're up to date. <laughs> they're not <new> ones, but, <laughs> but you know, uh these these songs are gonna tell a story. They're definitely gonna tell a story. Okay. So Alright,
0: so soon man,
1: live us up with the first one. Okay, the first one we got is Hate On Me, Jill Scott. Yes sir. Jill Scott. took
2: why this song, man? Well, um, This song primarily, man, from the beginning, you know, I was told by adults in my own church and and other places, man, that I wasn't going to be nothing. Um, I wasn't a bad person. I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't in the streets or anything like that. But these adults told me I wasn't going to be nothing just because I was a jokester. So um, that's why I chose this. Just just telling them, you can hate on me, so watch this. Yeah. Um, that's why I chose this song by Jill Scott. So you
0: said adults in leadership position looked at you and said you don't take life serious, and you'll be
2: lucky to take on my trash for a living. Man, Is that what you saying? Um, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's deep. And 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 they they valued valued other people, um, you know, whom they thought were better, I guess, suited to be um, considered a young man, and I wasn't. Hmm. You know, but if you kind of look at things now, today, um, and this is not to 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 rag on anybody or, or, or dog anybody or anything, but I'm the one that made it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that beat the odds. I'm the one who, who did what they said I couldn't do. Um, I'm the one who was determined just because they said I couldn't do it. I was determined to show them that I was going to do it, okay. you know. So that's how I end
1: up here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. So can I ask you a question, man? What's, what's your opinion or um, what's your viewpoint, the difference between, like, say, a critic and a hater? Because some people might feel like they're giving you a critique mm-hmm. um, as opposed to um, what you may say hating on them. So right. how do you decipher between the two um, in your experience? Oh, man, critic and a hater.
2: Well, first, a critic, man. I think a critic is giving you something that's going to possibly help you. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, definitely constructive. Um, it's going to build you up. It's not going to tear you down or anything like that. Now, it may make you feel bad at the moment, but it's definitely going to help you. Like, you know, what we was just talking about, you know, off the air, you know, when you was like, well, was it true? You know, things like that. Those are the type of things that are, are, are um, that critics do. You know, they t- they tell you stuff, even though it may... You know, hurt your feelings just for a little bit, but it's the real, it's the truth. Um, Haters are people that just don't, (laughs) no matter what you do, in their eyes, they see wrong. In their eyes, they see wrong written all over you. You know, I don't see personally how I could see um, somebody who's just a a goofball, a clown that likes to laugh. I don't see how you could say that that person is not going to be anything. No doubt. You know, um, I definitely can't see why right now you know some of my students man um some of them clown but i definitely don't look at them and see that you're not going to be anything you're not hating on (laughs) these yeah not at all man i'm looking at them like yeah you you clowning because you're just a kid but i know you're probably going to end up being uh the next african-american president or the next african-american astronaut um or the next um lebron james you know what i'm saying um that's how I look at it, man. So it's unfortunate that they that they did me like this. But you know what? I mean, all I say is, look at me now, man. No
0: doubt. Where do you draw the line at, though? So you're a adult in leadership position, and you got this class clown. <clears throat> how do you come to him where you don't feel like you're hating on him, and Mister Holman's trying to help me?
2: Well, I, <coughs> I think you have to you have to you know walk that fine line. You know, especially if you're an adult dealing with a kid, because if you if you say the wrong thing, you can ruin that kid. You can ruin that kid's self confidence, um, their self esteem. You can ruin all that, man, by by coming at them the way that you're coming at them. So you definitely have to um, make sure that they understand and know that you love them. You can't assume that they know. You have to make sure that they know that you love them, man. And you're only telling them something not to tear them down, but just to make them better. You know. I was once told man in church, I kid you not by a lady, I wasn't a man. I wasn't a real young man because I didn't wear a suit.
0: Well, oh, Lord have mercy.
2: And this is and I'm still a Christian to this day, but but this is what was told to me, you know, by somebody that I was not a real man because I didn't wear a suit. I said, you tell me in the Bible where it says I got to wear a suit. <laughs> you know, for 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 me to be saved or for that to Help That's my true. salvation or whatever. Show me. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Bro, I go to meetings
0: with elected officials with sweatsuits on on purpose. Yeah. Just for that reason to be like, yo, know, I wear what I want to wear. It doesn't define like what's between my ears. The suits make me uncomfortable. <clears throat> me too. It's like I'm fronting. Like, this is not who I am, but I know you want me to see. Right. I want I know you want to see me in this, so I'll go ahead and wear it. <clears throat> but I'm not gonna wear it. <laughs> or if I wear a suit I wear like thong flip flops or something on purpose just
1: it, to be like ignorant with it that's crazy man that's just that just that conversation right there that takes me to the to the Trayvon Martin thing with the hoodie and all of that yeah um just people um stereotypes yeah and that's crazy but we were talking about um uh, building up with the children mm-hmm. um so so it definitely would take follow up um when you when you um when you trying to build a child up because like you said initially it may hurt right when you when you being a, when you critiquing someone right uh, being a critic um and you coming in with that approach knowing it's going to take some time um so it's like say so you tell somebody something that initially they may feel challenged by with <coughs> something that you will follow that up with you know mm-hmm. maybe Jill Scott. You know what I mean? Yeah, all day, man. Yeah. I'm telling you.
2: Yeah. And it, it, it is, man. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of people do, um, well, a lot of people don't know the difference between being a critic and being a hater, you know. Um, I mean, I, I the way I see men is let people live, man. Let them live. Let them do what they do. If that's what they want to do, if that's what they feel like doing, let them do it. You know, if they going out backwards, let them go out backwards. You know, just let them go, huh? Yeah, let them go all backwards, man. They'll learn. I mean, when you fall, it's a learning experience, man. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, it may hurt, You may bump your knees, you know, bleed a little bit, but it's a learning experience. You're gonna know not to go that way next time. Dust yourself off and try again. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: when you're writing a score to with this ring. Will hate on me be playing in
2: the background? Like I'm gonna kill him with this one. Oh man. Nah, I ain't gonna do that. You know, <laughs> because you know the the thing is, man. If 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 I keep hitting them too hard, you know, honestly, if I keep hitting them too hard with with the hate, is is you know, I don't want to make them feel bad. I'm not I'm not a vengeful person. You got a heart, man? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, and that's the biggest thing, man. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get back at people, you know, because like I said, I can look at those people and be like, yeah. "Oh, didn't you say I wasn't gonna be yeah. nothing?" Or didn't you say I was this? Yeah. Or didn't you say I want? I could do that, man, but I choose not to because to me, yeah, it ain't getting nowhere, man. They see me, <coughs> they know. <laughs> right, that's probably
0: the best revenge because I mean, you still focusing on them. And then mm-hmm. you take your
1: eye off what your goal is. No doubt, man. Hate on you. Yes, sir. So we're moving on to the next track. Um Brian McKnight, Win. Oh yeah. When? Brian McKnight may have the single most
0: smoothest voice.
2: <laughs> and I know this changes the tempo a little bit, you know, but when, man, uh this song by Brian McKnight. It's just basically saying, like, you go through a lot of obstacles and trials and tribulations and things like that, just as myself. But in the end, man, you win. You know, you still win. Although it may be tough for you at that particular time, and you may not understand why you're going through it, but there's always a purpose, man. It's always a purpose, in it, and that's what it was with me. And I didn't understand it then, at that age. I didn't understand why I was going through the things that I was going through, but... You know, I see now and I still have a long way to go, you know, but I see now my purpose for that was for me to be who I am and be the role model that I am for, you know, hundreds of young kids and and my children, you know, that's what that's what it was, man. So um, this song right here tells it all man. it tells the whole story because I could have easily gave up. I could have easily went to the streets, did my thing or whatever, but chose to go the other way.
0: (laughs) I hear that. But while you going through that, it's hard to have that
2: mentality, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because at any given time, man, and and this is and this is why I got another song on the list. I ain't gonna give it away, but this is why I got another song on the list because it, it is difficult. We are human at the end of the day, man. You know what I'm saying? And and nothing is ever flawless for us. You know we gonna go through some some rough patches, and that's what it was, man. Going through those rough patches for me. Tons of times I wanted to give up, you know what I'm saying, and just and just chalk it like I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. Why didn't you give up? <clears throat> well, because I just wanted to be different, Juan. You know, I wanted to yep. be different um, from everybody else. And, you know, just this little quick story, and I know it may sound kind of stupid, but this little story, man, like in a neighborhood, like we used to be all through the neighborhood playing and things like that. And one of my neighbors that lived behind us, every time she seen me, she always said nice things to me. Wow. Like she always said, you know, you you got uh you're a nice kid. You know, you're not like all these other kids. You you know, your mom has raised you well. And she always said that. I didn't even realize how big that was until I got older. But I did understand at the time at that young age, I enjoyed feeling the way that she made me feel by mm-hmm. saying that. So to keep feeling, you know, to get those things, I didn't want to disappoint her because she said those nice things. Wow. So I, um, I definitely, man, wanted to be different and do different <coughs> things, you know, from what, um, from what everybody else was doing. So that's why I didn't give
1: up. Happy Mother's Day, man. That's 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 dope. Oh yeah, no uh, doubt. But I also heard you say uh, kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted to be an example to your kids. Oh
2: yeah, uh, man. Yeah, my babies, man. My babies, uh, I just definitely wanted to show them, you know, because a lot of times, and this is no discredit or no knock on no parents, you know, who hasn't finished college or anything like that, but I definitely wanted to to show my babies, like, you know, even though I didn't finish college, you know, my my oldest daughter was born, you know, so I decided to stay home when I could have went away to college, but I stayed home because I didn't want to leave her, I didn't want to leave her mom, so... I stayed home to take care of that and do that thing, man. So, um, now that she's 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 18 now, you know. And still can't believe that. <laughs> right, <away coughs> Me either. So, I, I just, as, as I, you know, kept getting older and she was getting older, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show them, you know, that even though, you know, I went the opposite way. Like, I, I did it backwards. You know, I wanted to show them, like, I'm still going to finish. Even in the midst of everything... Of, of raising uh, my children, working, doing this, I'm still going to go back to school, you know, and um, and finish. Yeah. So I, I was determined to show them that no matter what, don't give
1: up. That's dope. And um, finishing what? is very important. But we're going from, um, we were talking about Brian McKnight win, so now we're talking about Temptations, Tupac. Yeah. Tupac's my all time favorite
0: person. So, we always talk about (coughs) who's the greatest Uh huh. I exclude Tupac because it's like a revolution. It'll be JJ. But Tupac, if you play a song in 96, 2018, still relevant. That's why we didn't want to do Dead. dead. But go ahead. Ahead. Still relevant. Hip (laughs) Hop's
2: Yeah, man, I'm I'm with you though, man. Tupac is my all-time favorite rapper, and I think I'm biased. Even when somebody else come out with some heat, you know, I'll be like, "It ain't pop, man." You know what I'm saying? No, but this temptation track, man, um, I chose that because you know I was tempted, as as we talked about, you know, uh, uh, about was it hard? Yeah, it was very hard, man. I was tempted to do. A lot of things, man. Not just in a relationship, but I was tempted to sell drugs. Um, I was tempted to leave school and all that because I seen friends. Yeah. I had two friends, man. One of my friends was, when I say downright straight nerd, Yeah, I mean, was inventing things when we were younger and all that. Man, this guy started selling drugs and had a nice whip, yeah. had the, the the loudest and tightest sounds in the hood. Um, pocket full of money, he had all ladies. Mm.
0: Yes, I and, knew he was going, yeah.
2: He, could, he couldn't even get no girl before then. <laughs> so, pause there. What hood did you grow up in?
0: Oh man, uh, 79 Superior. So, I grew up all up, not too far away from you, but you grew up in a generation right before me. Yep. Like, crack was really crazy. How did you navigate through that temptation? Because a lot of cats from your era either got a hundred years. Dad or a mama still on it? Yeah. Like, how did you get so fortunate? Part one and part two. How do we get crackheads my age?
1: Mm. <laughs>
2: well, I, I think I think the thing too, man, is that I was afraid, bro. I was afraid of what it was gonna look like. You know. Um, games,
1: that yeah,
2: man. Like, look. When you see people that was on drugs and stuff like that, I was afraid to look like that. So, I'm like, I'm definitely not going you know sell drugs or do drugs, man. So, that's how I navigated through it. I was like, I would not look like that. you know. I would not smell like that. I would not be like that, period. Man, you
0: said smell. I tried to explain to my wife, who didn't grow up in the hood. I'm like, baby. When you smell it, you just know, and I can't explain what it smells like. It's like old feet mixed with yeah. It. It's just a distinct a, smell, a, a
2: old lingering fart. Yeah, like yeah.
0: it just smells bad, man. It's crackish,
2: yeah, it is crackish. <laughs> crack- <laughs> We're not laughing at crackish. No, <laughs> <I was> <laughs> all right. So then, so the second one is you said, uh, "How do we get crackheads Your age. Um, Honestly, man, I'll put it on um, maybe depression. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll put it on maybe depression. You know, some people going through those things. Some people may not be as strong to to handle and to survive their environment, man. When it's negative, so they tend to to fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. You know, and most times, a lot of cats that sell the drugs end up using the drugs.
0: I thought you one know? of the commandments was. Never get high off your own All supply. supply. man. <laughs>
2: but that didn't matter. Because yes. it was like cats, man. I know plenty of cats, yeah. man, that, that started selling starting. and they own it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not at old that when crack first hit, you was out on the streets. But you're old enough that you might be second generation crack. Like uh-huh. your mom's generation is like first, first.
1: generation. Uh-huh.
0: But you saw... Firsthand, what it did to the hood. Mm-hmm. Then, like you said, all your homies got the fly whips, the chicks, yeah. all that. But then, the say your little cousins, that mm-hmm. would be my age,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like we never seen any of that stuff. Like, we had to watch it on the TV. Nah. It was on 79th. Yeah. 71st. So, I don't know. I just try to wrap my head
2: around it all that. Man, my, my street, my street, <laughs> man, I tell you, not. it's a one way you come down my street, I remember when I was younger, man, it was cars from the, the entrance all the way to the end of the street lined up. And it was. The it was a car. Huh? Oh, man, it was crazy, man. I'm telling you, drug dealers going to each car, you know, selling drugs. And we looked, and it was crazy, but it's almost like you see if you go to Chick fil A on a Monday night. You see a, a, a general crowd, but then if you go on a Saturday afternoon,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. jam packed. So yeah. it's like, oh, it's busy today. So we just come outside, like, man, they busy today. But
1: yeah. I, mean, I just seen the post on Instagram of a guy from my hood. I came up on 116 um, in the '90s, real popular man. Just you know, he had the old school cars, dude. Younger dudes would look up to. Um, just seen a post on him on Instagram. From his cell, and um, he was talking about he'd be home in twenty six months. Mm-hmm. Um, been gone since the nineties. Wow, you know what I'm saying? That's a minute. I mean, he ain't gonna know like
2: 116 is not even gonna look like what it looked like when he went down. No, man. Yeah, uh-huh. not even close, man. Yeah. I, I I have a cat that just got out of prison, <coughs> man. He did he did like sixteen years, and he just got out of prison um, just last September. Mm-hmm. And he called Actually he called me About a ticket To my play And he said uh, How can I purchase tickets I was like Well you can go online hmm. Or if you want to purchase them Directly to me From me You can cash at me He's like Oh I don't, I don't know About that online stuff Or yeah. cash app He like He has no clue So he was like And the crazy part is He's younger than me Wow You know He's younger than wow. me But but from that time That he that he been locked up Man he's like Out of touch He don't know What's what you know, he don't even know what's going on with the cell phones. Yeah.
0: When you bring up the Tupac song, Temptations, <clears throat> like my family directly, Sue's family, your family, is it free will or mm. destiny that I'm going to sell drugs or be on drugs? Mm. Or was I destined to do this no matter what because of my environment? Will I cheat or will I be committed? Man. Mm.
2: I would say, honestly, I say free will, man. Mm. I would say free will. And the reason why I say free will is because in in my environment, like I said, I used to come out the front door. The entire street lined up with cars, drug dealers. Now, people would say, well, it's right there in your front door, you know, in your lap. So you're destined to sell drugs. But me, I chose to be different. I wanted to be different. So that's why I say it's free will, man. Mm. Because you can't make that choice. You can't make that choice not to. And you can make the choice, you know, to go ahead and sell drugs. You know, and I made the choice not to. Bro.
1: What say you? I got to be the devil's advocate, man. <laughs> um, I think some it, it could be part destiny, part free will, um, depending on the individual. Because I've seen both sides. Um, I've seen um, cats get exposed to that type of lifestyle. And I know my parents, for one, they'd be like, we ain't raised y'all to be, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I ain't doing this, that and that. Um, and yeah, still you might find yourself indulging and then you see uh, cats who, who never, like yourself, never even gave it a second thought, mm-hmm. you know, but you still got, I'm pretty sure you still got street cred, yeah. uh, you still got a level of respect uh, in the in the hood right. for, you know what I mean, whatever reason, but um, I say destiny because um, certain um, individuals, I don't know. Depending on everybody's make make makeup is different, and um, like like if it was meant for you to be in a league, if you was built like LeBron James, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Six, eight, two fifty could run like a deer. You know you gonna have people. That ain't your parents acting like your parents saying you got potential to do this. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Um, You uh, could be what they would quote unquote call just another Negro, and, and seeing that kid that he ain't just another Negro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it, but it but it takes a a phenomenon like six six eight two fifty running like a deer for for you to get that kind of acknowledgement from your peers, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, you know, cats like us, it will just be like, you know, come on, you with us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You want us, you know, um it's an acceptance thing. And even then, uh, I'm pretty sure he had that type of lure too, like because you get those cats too, haters, um, who will will pretty much just wouldn't want to see you succeed mm-hmm. and they'd rather see you out there in the street <coughs> too. So it depends on your intelligence and sometimes just just based on what you get exposed to, um, mm-hmm. knowledge wise, um, it it, it plays on your ability to um, be able to choose you Mm -hmm. know so in those cases you won't have a choice you know what I'm saying Um, as opposed to the dynamics is what's going on right in front of you you know what I mean so I mean but but you live and you learn I think but I think it's a mixture of both though at the end of the day yeah Yeah. I I agree with that I definitely agree with that man pick a side man. you always (laughs) every time I I ask you this question he'd go hard one way and then (laughs) because it's both it's both Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, um, at the end of the day, I do have to say, like, you know, you have to, you have to make a choice. You have to give yourself, you have to be, become knowledgeable enough of self to know that you have a choice. Some people, we don't know ourselves well enough to know that I don't have to accept this, you know what I'm saying? Some people get indoctrinated into a lifestyle where they think this is the way of life. And I got plenty of homies that think that way. They in and out of the system. And this is how, this is the norm for people growing up in his neighborhood. I had a dude grew up around me. He like, man, I've been in and out of juvie since I was, I mean, I said juvie. He been in and out of jail since a juvenile. Mm. He was like, how do you, how in the hell do you not go to jail? Right. Wow. Yeah. He actually, he said, how in the hell do you not go to jail? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I struggled with this my entire life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Got like kids. But he, but he, he's in and out the system, like. So, so let
2: me ask you this then. So, you don't, you don't think uh, a kid that's like eight or nine years old, like I said, come out of their front door and it's basically right there in their hands because they see it, they see how the entire operation works. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think that that's that's a, a, a free will, you know, for them to make that choice right then and there for them to do it because it seemed like a situation like that. It seemed like that would be destiny. But you
1: have the free will to say no. I'm gonna tell you why it's not destiny. Mm-hmm. Earlier you talked about and we talk about this in all our podcasts, uh succession plans. We talk about things that our parents instill in us and give us um that allow us um the knowledge to either take that torch and carry it further. Right. So it's like and I mentioned myself, like my parents would always see me like, you know, we raised y'all to be like that, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so it's like you always had that other thing playing in your mind. Some of these people don't... These cats don't have that type of influence. Like I say, they indoctrinated to believe that this is... This is... This is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We not... We not the school guy. We not the nerd. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or quote-unquote whatever they want to term a nerd at. I seen um, a conversation on um, Facebook that a a friend tagged me in. And it was like... It was silly. But dude was like, street niggas don't listen to J. Cole. Mm. And... I had to like chime in on that because it was like I listen to J. Cole before I listen to a street nigga. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I had to go in even further because um, if the term street nigga, because uh, you've got to, like some dudes, I, and this is what I said to him, I said, if terming yourself, labeling yourself as a street nigga uh, makes you a great father, um, a provider right. uh, makes you successful in life in terms of what you deem as successful. More power to the street nigga. But but if terming yourself a street nigga stops you from listening to something like J Cole or maybe even <coughs> reading a book by Malcolm X, I think you have to reevaluate what street nigga means, or you have to change the conversation because that's just one a thing of preference. Not right. not not in terms with a street nigga defines, but it's like but, but 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 I go back to my point it depends on um how you're defining yourself you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. a lot of these street niggas it's it's a box mm-hmm. it's a limitation set for them it's 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 a destiny right. a destiny and it, it, it's a not, I mean and it's not like a um they're not choosing it in, in other words well yeah they're not really choosing they're not being exposed to anything other than this um this mentality, you know, mm-hmm. they're not being exposed to anything you know, else. They tell you, like, get up, you gotta think outside the box. Right. I think that's why they came up with the saying, because you see people like this, you know what I'm saying, and they don't question it. You know what I'm saying? That's like, hey, I'm gonna give you this book. This is how you're supposed to live your life. Don't question it. Just do this. Thing. But but you going by this book your entire life, and you know it's and you're struggling, and there ain't nothing changing. But you look over there and you see the cars, and you see the shining, and you and you see the happiness and the wealth and the, and the lifestyle, yeah. and you're like, man, why can't I be that? But you in and out of jail. Right. You you know what I'm saying? Situation just not seeming to change for you. But um, they say think outside the box, uh, do something different. But that's indoctrination. That's 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 why I say kind of like destiny. you mm-hmm. know. Um, but when you like. But back to your question, you were saying that uh, you come outside the house, and you see these things, and you choose not to go that way. You had influential parents that's showing you things outside of that box, they let you know that that's a box over. it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You can go in that box if you want, you know what I'm saying, but you be limiting yourself to the whole spectrum in terms of what you could be able to do. not but I, ain't had. Had, I
2: didn't have that though. Mm. You know, I didn't have it. I didn't have that that influence of saying, don't go over here. <coughs> I didn't. You know, I chose to go outside when I went outside and was just saying, because I, I did know and understand the consequences of doing that, what could happen. Mm-hmm. Either go to jail, end up dead, or either on, like we just said, on crack. Mm-hmm. You know, and because of those things, those three things, that's why I chose. I didn't have, like I said, that influence of... You better not go out there and sell drugs. Because at the end of the day, I think my mom assumed that I probably wasn't going to do that. She didn't tell me, but she assumed that I wasn't going to do it. And because of that, I I never got from her, you know, hey, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. I just chose, man. I went out there and I didn't want to be a part of it. You know, so that's why I say <coughs> I think it's free will.
0: Well, this one prophet I've heard say. This ain't the life I chose, but rather the life that chose me. Mm-hmm. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Jay-Z was the proper you
1: didn't know. Maybe you never gonna fade to black.
0: <laughs> so, like, maybe we aren't choosing to not sell drugs. Maybe they're just, the ball didn't bounce that way to us. I <clears throat> don't know. I asked this question to a thousand people, uh-huh. and I have a thousand and one feelings every time I had this conversation. Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna
2: see if you was gonna have a harder stance. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do, man. I just think, I, like I said, I think it's free. I definitely think it's free will, destiny, you know. Man. And as and, and you think it's destiny? I'm gonna say right destiny, now, man. Right because I
1: do. you were gifted <laughs> with the with the with the uh, faculties to be able to decipher. But if uh-huh. you talk to these dudes, these three dudes that's that's caught up in that life. They don't, they, they, they faculties ain't operating right on the level. Out. I don't yeah. have no choice. This yeah. is all I, was doing. I get that. I, I do get that. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. destiny, man. Like, like, that's why I say, like, when people say I'm blessed or I'm anointed, like, like, I relate to them on a the level of you, you, you aware of your blessings, you aware of your faculties because yeah. you won't hear them dudes in the streets saying I'm blessed. They might say they blessed if they, if they get out. In shorter time than you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Than than what was the problem. Right you know, so they might consider that being blessed. Right. Um but it it, it seems like it takes and I've seen cats go through that lifestyle and then change though. Right. You know, I know cats that's done ten years and come out, I mean these cats is like forming for the city now. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? But um they would tell you that's destiny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They would tell you that's destiny, they'd be like, I must have had to go through this. Uh, I got a partner now, uh, do construction. We went on. He said, "Man, I must have had to go through this in order." God meant for me to go through this. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. God meant for me to go through this because He was just put in a situation where He felt like He had no choice.
2: But just, but just like you just said, Rasul, as far as people saying, you know, I'm blessed and things like that. And I was gonna touch on that actually right before you said it. I was gonna say about free will. God gives us that. You know, God gives us free will. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons, the main reasons why I say, you know, we have free will because he does um, give us free will. So we have the choice and the decision, even though things are laid out in front of us, you know, to just pick up and go and do, you know, um, good or bad. But it's still your choice. And, you know, in my opinion, it's still your choice on which direction that you choose to go to, Uh, because at the end of the day, most people, if I told people that story and they didn't know what I did, most people probably would have been like, oh, you sold drugs. Yep. You end up saying, they probably would have assumed that. Yep. But I didn't touch it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even have. <coughs> no, no, you're from Sydney, if you. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you <laughs> man. T- 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 <laughs> t- <laughs> I take pride in
0: wherever I go, whether it's in the suburbs, whether it's city hall or the board of education. I take pride and say I grew up on 59th and Huff. Oh, yeah. For oh, this dang. exact reason, because you say Huff, everybody take a long pause. Like, oh, right, it's really nice over there now. Right. Which means y'all didn't think it was nice before. before yep. But I was like to show, like, well, the eyes are always stacked up against us. But
2: always, man. A dude told me, when I told him, I said, man, I'm telling you, when I, when I finish school, and I started making money, and I'm in my career. I'm moving out the hood because I want a better life. And his words, his exact words to me was, "Why, why you want to leave the hood, man? The hood been good to you." Mm. That's what he said it to has. me. And I said, <laughs> "It has," but I said, I looked at him sideways though. I said, "The hood been good to me." I said, "How about we rephrase that and say I've been good to the hood, mm. not the hood being good to me." And I say I've been good to the hood because. Like you said, exactly. what everybody always say and what they assume, oh, you from huh? Oh, oh, it's good over there now. Mm-hmm. They automatically assume just because of where you grew up from, where you from, what's going to happen to you, you're going to be a statistic and things like that. And I'm one of the ones who mm-hmm. came out of my hood, mm-hmm. you know, that's making a, a positive impact on their community. You know, so and I can say and like Juan just said, I can say and proud of to say that this is where I'm from. This is where my hood is. Mm-hmm. You know? No doubt, man. What
0: I'm saying is, I'm looking in the
2: camera because I'm looking
0: in the mirror when I say this. I feel the conditions of the hood are the way they are because we move out of the Don't go back. We go back to visit, but I don't sit on my front porch and it's huff. Yeah. I battle with that every day with my wife. Like We live no Saturday Night in Chester the house, but one day she was going in the backyard and the cat was running through the backyard and shoot out in broad daylight. She was pregnant with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I couldn't look her in the face and say we'll live here for another month. Yeah, but I want to live there, like right, <laughs> because cats like us that know the struggle, that can relate on all levels. I don't live there. Yeah, I'll come work from seven to ten in the hood. Mm-hmm. I go to the grocery store in my neighborhood So I'm looking in the mirror because I'm talking to myself It's an internal battle
1: It is every day. Yeah. I'm still in the hood Like <coughs> um, like out of cats Like I know some cats that do um, That's done well in their field But you know They moved out the hood Yeah. Um, I'm still in the hood Still struggling But I'm in the hood I bought a house in the hood um, Try to buy a couple of them Lost them banners they knocking down You know what I'm saying <laughs> Uh, but um I struggle with that too though, um in terms of um and I'll be like man I got these big dreams man. Yeah. Um is this environment conducive to where I wanna go? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But same time um it's like this environment is what made me who I am. Yeah. Um and it's almost like um you owe it's like you owe this neighborhood no, I don't really owe the neighborhood now, let me rephrase, I, I don't owe that area nothing. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you feel a certain responsibility to be there as an example um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know they don't get it. Right. Um, I really dedicated, and like a lot of the stuff that I come up with, a lot of different stuff all the time. But I, almost every idea that I come up with, it pertains to giving to a people that are basically less fortunate. Like like I know for a fact, like if I, I look at things like this, like if I had somebody pushing me like this, I would have went here. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, I'm gonna be that force that push these individuals so that they can go there. Even mm-hmm. if they don't see. Mm-hmm. So it's just almost like, you know what I mean? You try to give people what, what you didn't get yourself. You know right. what I'm saying? Um and I feel like that's kinda like why I'm there. Even if I in my mind logically I, I, I try to fight against it. Like, my free will tell me, like, dog, you want to be here, you know what I'm saying, on paper. You like, like how you going to be here? And they selling dope right there. And you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and you know what I'm saying? They doing this right here. Right. And you know what I mean? So it's like, logically, how you going to do that?
2: But you know, man, under, under, under no circumstances, I know we're not saying, you know, that we shouldn't move out of the hood and things like that. Because at the end of the day, man, that's what we... We, we strive for success to be able to have greater and better things or choices. Yeah, yeah. and not not necessarily for us, but for our yes. our kids, man, and my their God. kids and things God. like that. So so with, with with even with me, man, I'm always still invested in the community, in my oh, community. Yeah. You know, I have a program, yeah, you um, a young mentoring program now. It's called Fist, and it's it's, it's uh it stands for Filling in spaces together. Yeah. So that's my organiza- organization now. That's for young men. Ages 10 to 18. That's dope. And all that is is man is just giving to to the young fellas. In the hood, suburbs, whatever. What I didn't have. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have cats coming to me. Hollering at me. Talking about yo. You need to do this. Or you shouldn't do that. Or this is the way it looks. No man. I was figuring out stuff on my own. You know everything I did. I was figuring it out on my own. You know, just using my my common sense, trying to make better choices, you know, deciding on how I want my life to be, how I want my life to end up, man. So, at the end of the day, man, even if we don't live in the hood, we definitely, if we're from the hood, we definitely should still invest in the hood.
0: what I love about music and Tupac, (laughs) the song Temptation starts out, he talking to a chick, right? But it just took us on a ride of how to buy back the block almost. Like man. One thing about music, well good music that's timeless, you can sit and debate it until the cows come home and really? still feel like you left something on the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah. Tupac is my uncle. <laughs> <coughs> I love Pop, man. Thanks to
2: Ghost right? it's it's Pop definitely, one. man. What'd you say? What's
1: the next one? Okay. Okay, so the fourth track we want to get into. Um, this is probably my next favorite artist. Um, Tupac at one and Nas at number two. Hate me now, oh, man. And that track right there,
2: I'm telling it's you. it a long time.
0: Um, you have a lot of haters,
2: i it's, it's a it's a classic, man. Yeah, no doubt. I'm telling but you, man. Look, it's so many people, you know, so many people out here, and it's not it that easy. This haters ain't power or anything this like is what that, I am. it's just yeah, like so many people,
1: like I said because... You have to employ your haters I do a my bad but, yeah, not, bad, but yeah, you have to yeah. I, I told somebody um, not too long ago, I said uh, I employ my haters, man that's how I look at them, because they're going to be there whether I want them there or not, so I might as well give them a position you know. Yeah. and I know if I'm hiring somebody to do a specific task um, then this is gonna keep me on my toes, you know? You're near the hate. Yup, yup. So, um. So, what's um, the
0: track?
2: You Can me Hate now. Me Now by Nas. The best part is
0: like when Puff. Puff, who's the biggest? The dude. best shit talker on the track. That's my is dude. it him? Nah. It gotta be 50. Hmm. Um, who would you say like the best? I'm out. Oh, you out? Yeah. Did I unplug yeah. you or something? I, I think so. Oh, like falls out?
2: Yeah, let's go. There we go.
0: All right, so let's start over. Russell,
1: what's track four? Track number four, Nas Escobar season has returned. Hate me now. The best part of the song (laughs) is like, Will Puff be
0: talking trash? Like, I think he's the best shit talker on the track. Oh, damn.
2: It was perfect for him to fill in there, man. Perfect. Yeah,
0: wait, (laughs) I lied. Tupac talk a lot of trash on the track too, man. But puff make you want to go buy stuff you know you can't afford <laughs> though. So, but why
2: this track though, Ronnie? Nah, man, because like I said um in the beginning, as far as Jill Scott, um I, I could have stopped and became a statistic of what people said that I was gonna be. You know, that I wasn't gonna be nothing, I wasn't gonna have nothing, this, that, and the other. I could have did that. Even with what I'm doing today with my plays, uh, with my, uh, my my young mentor, uh, my, my young man's mentorship program, I could stop. You know, right now, even though a lot of people don't acknowledge or even give the credit, you know, that may be due, you know, I could stop and be like, you know what, man, people ain't giving me credit. I'm done. You know, I can stop, but I choose not to because the fact of the real reason I know why um, I'm doing this. So even though you hating on me right now, you know, I'm still not going to stop. Even though you, you telling me that this ain't the right path, that ain't the right path. You should be doing this Oh, you shouldn't do that. So you need to do something else. No, I'm not. I'm doing what God has given me, has given me in my heart. To do, and I'm gonna keep doing it, and I'm gonna build and make it great. That's just that's just how it is, man.
0: You're a pretty talented cat. I'm learning yeah. now. Um I
2: Always <laughs> knowing you to
0: like play the drums and all that, be a musician. Yeah. But to create plays is something that I didn't know you did.
2: Yeah,
0: man. I didn't know you could read because you're from Saturday Night.
2: See what I'm saying, one? <laughs> <laughs> See okay. what I'm saying, Got right, right
0: song, man? Song. <laughs> no, like I think that's impressive to. Give characters, like, what's the word, like, on stage, you got to create that character from scratch. Like Absolutely. Give him a name, give them a personality, personality yeah. give them conflicts, resolutions. Yeah, like And give them a character. Yeah, like, you give the character some character. Like, that's That's like something that I know I can't do. And uh-huh. that's impressive, dog. Why did you start doing it?
2: Well, um, I just, well, for one, I want to give credit to my mom, you know, definitely, because my mom definitely uh, writes plays and writes music and things like that. So, Destiny, this was your destiny, bro. Yeah, that, that, because my mom does it, absolutely, my mom does it, but it's still a choice, because I didn't have to do. You run from it. You you understand, like. You was going to be like your daddy if you
0: never met him. Like, A lot of single moms like, be hating their kids because right. they
2: just like them. Right. You was
0: going to be a playwright.
2: Man, man, just the fact of growing up in the house and always seeing and hearing my mother talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And when I decided to step out and do it, um, I was just like, I'm going to do this because, for one, like I said, my mom has never done it on the scale that I've done it on. Yeah. So, I was like, I'm going to step out and do it yeah. so I can pay her <laughs> to my mom and show her, like, this is how it's supposed to be done and things like that. This ain't how you monetize this, mama. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I decided to, to go ahead and step out. And then, too, just looking at all the other productions and stuff. Not no knocks on them or anything, man. But I was just like, I don't see real life. Everything else looks like fantasy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What we hope something is, what we hope life is. I mean, that's what acting is because you're being something and giving something that's not the real you. But I want to give the real you and my stories. And that's why everybody I cast, I cast in a specific role and give them that role because I'm like, who are you? I learn about you. And if they are that type of person, then it's like, this role is perfect for you because this person is you.
0: Yeah. And Keep it on the lines of being nice with the pit <clears throat> pit, like a tragedy that happened around here. you're giving life to the, the the story that happened with Mister Freeze. Can you touch on that? I know that the story hasn't come out yet. Oh yeah, you yeah.
2: Um, well, you, you're right. I mean, I can't say yeah. uh, too much about it, but I am, uh, I am the author of that book that that will be coming out sometime this year. When when I wrote an article, because I actually wrote an article on the story. And, uh, and, and and my man, you know, Daniel DeFreeze, a uh, big shout out to him, you know, he read the article and the magazine that I, I was writing for is a Christian magazine. And by me being a journalist by profession, I have never, ever seen uh, a, a, a newspaper or a magazine or any type of uh, news source put a picture, a photo of the person who wrote the story. Rather than an image that has to do with the story. And that's what they did. And naturally, you know, when I sent the story over to him, just, you know, yo, this is a story. It's coming out. And he read it. Naturally, he was upset. He was angry. Wait, go back. I'm confused. What happened? So once I wrote the article, um and the article was, was done. It was edited. And it was ready to uh be out the next day. I sent the article to uh Damon Defries. You know for him to read okay and basically like yo this is what it's gonna look like and naturally he was upset because he didn't see the image in the picture that I got from him of him and his daughter yeah. it was a big picture of me wow. standing in the middle of the article that the, the Christian magazine did so it was about you right and I had no clue Wow I sent them the images and everything, and he's a grieving dad right now, right. ready to rip anything apart. Exactly, and 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 it's a big picture of me, but a story about her. So I'm just like, yeah. what? And I and I had to explain to them, you know, because they're not the 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 uh, the editor in chiefs. They not they're not uh, uh, journalists by profession, and by, by that their, being their my profession, people. exactly. That's doing the magazine. Mm-hmm. And by me, being a journalist, I'm like, I've never seen this before. Sure. You know, usually you see an image and a picture of the the person who does the story. So, um, when that didn't show up, I'm like, I don't know. And they explained to me, like, well, we're really featuring you and featuring what? your work. And right. I'm like, no, the story is about this young lady. That's what the picture is. got
0: my man waiting outside your house
2: with issues. Man, with but, you know... Thank God he read the story. He read the article, and when he read the article, he hit me back and he apologized. Wow! You know because he said the article was very good, and he's saying I wasn't trying to do anything to play exploit them. their family. Right? Yeah, it, it was an article just about the story, and he said um, like I did an amazing job, and the the rest is history from there. You know, and in the process of me, you know, doing this um, doing this book and everything. You know, he and I have developed a friendship, you know, um, and, and and I can definitely, definitely understand and feel what it is that he's going through simply because amazing. I have, you know, a daughter the same age as the age of his child, yeah. you know, and just, man, just his strength, you know, just sitting and talking to him and just, just to see his strength, you know, um, it, it's simply amazing, man, and a lot of people can't even do that, yeah. you know.
0: Man, that... As a dad, you feel like your number one job is to be a protector. It's like, damn, I failed as a father.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And you you, you can't... It's not your fault, you know, if something like that happens. But as you said, you know, your number one priority is that I'm supposed to protect mm-hmm. my babies. You know, and of course, no, we can't be protectors and stop everything that goes on. But... We we are supposed to be able to protect, you know, pretty much and filter out all that yeah, other garbage, right. man.
1: And we have to be, as you, to, to, to hit back on what you started with, we have to be more proactive versus being reactive mm-hmm. in our in our activity, man. Um, knowing that this is the this damn this is the this is the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. you know, these 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 type of heinous acts. Mm-hmm. And as a community, we need more programs like the one you got, Fizz, mm-hmm. uh, working with the kids. Um, to kind of just so, so, so we need to make our neighborhoods communities again, absolutely. You know man. what I'm saying? consistency, well, well, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I just got pissed. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, was, I was too. I, I couldn't, like, really? I, I didn't even I, want to chime in because that was that was a crazy, that was a and crazy. And I know,
0: I'm we're not even gonna go speak to that, but it's like, where he at right now? Let's just go jump him, like, yeah, that type of feeling, oh,
1: anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, take us home, Sue. Number five, we have Ti Hello. Yes, sir. Why I, this song, man? That's one so of my smooth. favorite
2: songs, man. Ti Hello, featuring CeeLo. Man, that's that's It's perfect for the ear. You gotta let the intro play, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it almost sounds oh, like the Ice Cube. Uh huh. Spend a minute, huh? All right, Why this track.
2: So I picked this track, man, How you doing? just to say, I still have to move forward, man, I have to move forward, man, and in, in everything that I do, man, and it's like, I'm definitely not paying attention to everybody behind me, all the outside noise and things like that, and I'm basically like saying, hello, look, I'm walking into my destiny, you know what I'm saying, I'm walking into my destiny and doing what it is. That I know that God has destined and designed for me to do, man. Um, despite all the outside noise and all that type of stuff, man. So that's what it is that I'm doing. Are you saying hello to your haters? I'm saying hello to the haters. <laughs> like I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. So what you need to do is either come on board with me and walk this walk with me, or you can keep sitting over there and keep hating. I'm sure you need some stage stagehands for the play coming up, right? Oh, Plenty of your haters. Man, look, look, and that would be great. That would definitely be great if if I wasn't downtown. But see, when you go downtown. Union, Union, Union. Exactly. When you go downtown, man, that's what it is. Union, you can't bring them people in. But if I was somewhere else, yo, look, I got a gig for you. I would really appreciate your help. (laughs) You know, let's go. Yeah. So, no doubt,
1: man. But they don't stand by, you know, the motivation is there. Mm -hmm. Um... And I think that's what matters most at the end, you know, because you have those. They 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 provide those constant inspirations to let you know I'm gonna keep moving forward, right? You know what no I mean? doubt, man. No doubt, man. So
2: I I I like I I gotta say this too, man. Like everything, you know, that I do is is very strategic, you know. Um, like even the things that I post on social media. Um, things that I write in my productions, everything is strategic. I don't just do it. You know, everything has a purpose from, from the names of the characters, you know, um, so all that, everything is strategic. And after, uh, after this production, like I said, I'll be doing my first feature film in September. And what that's going to touch on, man, that's going to touch on something heavy, which Something that's I, I will say continuously trending, you know, something that has been going on for like <coughs> even before our time, you know, uh, racism, mm-hmm. you know, touching on racism, mm-hmm. and and it's not nothing that's 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 going to be, you know, uh, that should rub somebody the wrong way, I should say, but it's going to be something that's going to be the real deal, you know, like this is what happens. These are stereotypes. But
0: no, this is a post-racial society, man. What are you talking about? Ooh, man, listen.
2: I'm 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 putting it out there and and the way I'm gonna put it out there, man, it's gonna be so uh it's gonna be good, man. That's all I'm saying. It's gonna be real good. So I just say everybody look and listen out for that. I'm gonna do casting calls for that. Um. So in the way that you You, you know you, uh, I'm coming to the camp
1: I'm, I'm auditioning
2: Let's go man <laughs> Let's go And I, I'm putting it out there man When I put it out there You know just come to the casting calls um, You know you can follow me on, on Facebook At uh, Pure Productions IG Cleveland underscore playwright um, And also uh, You can visit my website com. Drop me a line on the, the comment section um, or just reach out to me some type of way and uh, uh just give me a holler and say what's up. Um and I I holler back I'm, I'm never um you know uppity or anything like that because I do understand and understand know and understand where it is that yeah. I come from, man. So 70 uh, That's it, man. So tell
0: us about the place coming up again, where we can get tickets with this ring, right?
2: No, when we say, when we I, say do, I do, my bad, just, <laughs> I'm going to get that part
0: out. Right? So
2: when we say I do, again, the play is this Sunday, May 20th, Tri-C um, Metro Campus um, Auditorium, um, 7 o'clock p.m. You can still get tickets. You can get tickets all the way up until Sunday. Um, you can order them online at Um But I recommend, since it's close to the, to the show, I recommend that you call that number. 216-600-2392. I said 95 wow. earlier, but it's uh, 2392. Um, call that number, shoot me a text, call me, leave a voicemail, whatever. And um, one of my team members will meet you um, to bring the ticket directly to you, however many you need. Uber tickets. Uber tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, Uber tickets. <laughs> but um, if, if you have groups too, if you have groups of 10 or more, Um, Tickets are $30, but if you have groups of uh, 10 or more, the price drops down significantly to $23. So you can't beat that. And to tell you the truth, I'm not boasting or tooting my horn or anything, but um, you can't (laughs) beat. You can't come to a production um, in the city of Cleveland local and get the same quality as you would if you went to Tyler Perry. Um, to see Tyler Perry And mm-hmm. to see Tyler Perry You easily are spending $75 to see Tyler Perry And you
0: ain't going by yourself So you have 150 Then you gotta get something to eat exactly. Park, Parking.
2: outfit mm-hmm. yep. That's it man $400 a night man Right, easily to see Tyler but Perry For 30 man. bucks, man, what is you, let's do it <laughs> The, the tri Theater, Theater right? Yep, tri Metro Campus Auditorium um, Again, Sunday 7pm, May 20th um, get these tickets, get your tickets, get your tickets. You know, last time we were down at Playhouse Square, we sold out three weeks big the show. Oh, man. Uh, Playoff Square. Playhouse Square.
0: Congratulations.
2: Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that, man. Well, I didn't
0: know that. Either. Yeah. Who yeah. are you,
2: dude? <laughs> that was, uh, that, that production was called The Messy Church. Oh, I man. had to touch. I had to touch you on the
0: church. You
2: selling DVDs, man? Oh yeah, I got DVDs and out. It's man. on the website and stuff. Yep, All
1: right, gotcha. DVDs on the website. RonnieLHomeman.com. RonnieLHolman.com, man. What's this five? So, what's the brothers five? The brothers five, right? We got um, "Hate on Me," Jill Scott. We got number two, which was. Light at the end of the tunnel. Brian McKnight. win. we got uh, number three, Temptations. Tupac. We got number four, Nas. Hate me now. The trending activists out here, you know. Um, Watch out for that T-shirt. <laughs> number five, we got um, T.I. Hello, moving forward, you know, walking in destiny. Ronald. Ronnie L. Holman. Yes, sir. What's your five? Appreciate your
0: time, sir. um, Oh, man, I appreciate y'all. I I, I know you now. I didn't know you before. (laughs) um, Cool.